0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the 2Baggies1Lotbook podcast. Guys, just a quick disclaimer before you get into this episode. I forgot to change my output to my regular microphone, so you are hearing it out of my AirPod microphone. So the quality isn't as good today, which I do apologise about, but it will be perfectly fine for the cool-down and the cool-down XL, which will be out after the Sheffield United game tonight. So be sure to come and join us, but until then, enjoy this episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Two Baggies, One Lightball podcast. Welcome to a special sort of emergency drop today, where we're talking about... The transfers that have just happened on deadline day and the transfer window overall. I'm of course John, by Dom. Dom, welcome back my mate.
1: Yeah mate, we're just uh, looking at the aftermath of the transfer saga and um, we were kind of the, the name that everyone was talking about. West Bromwich Albion was on the lips of every journalist at uh, Sky Sports News, wasn't it? Which was a bit strange. Yeah, uh, we, we were uh...
0: sort of the centre of attention, the, the transfer saga of the day you could argue as well. So, well, we, it was we haven't
1: really been talked about, have we? And until, well, the last time I heard us being talk, um, talked about in this ilk was uh, when Peter Roden Wingie rocked up at Loftus Road, mate. That was probably the last time I heard this amount of traction for uh, West Bromwich Albion on Deadline Day.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I saw this account on Twitter and it was uh, Has Peter Roden Wingie been mentioned? And it's just yes, yes, yes. Of course
1: he has. Mate, he was interviewed. Saw I saw him, Jim White interviewing him uh, at about eight o'clock on oh, uh, on transfer deadline day. Yeah, mate, you love uh, Jim White and his his weird, weird uh, journalistic voice.
0: His fascination yeah. with himself also. <clears throat> but uh, Peter Redwing, Winky, come on the podcast. Thank you. Um, but we'll, we'll thank you, Peter. But uh, we'll start, I think, with uh, the deadline day because it was it was a bit of a rollercoaster for Albion fans. I think you know at the start of the day we're all thinking right. Mat Knowles, that deal's dead in the water. He wants to, you know, Arsenal don't want to give him us. Southampton and Leicester are coming in. He wants to choose. He'll choose those bigger clubs. Um, mm. But then Southampton, you know, can't guarantee him minutes consistently in a position that he wants. So he he's not too hot on that. Um, and Arsenal don't want to loan him to Leicester. Newcastle want to want to go for Joe Willock, and they can't have both. Mm. So that leaves West Brom. And everyone's like, there's no way we're going to do this, are we? And then it's like, oh my God, we're about to get Matlin-Knowles. And, you know, I I put the video on saying, what do all think about Matlin-Knowles? And then you're, you're putting your reaction on saying, oh my God, you know, this is amazing. And that was was my genuine reaction. It looked like
1: a YouTube thumbnail, but it was my genuine reaction. I felt like I've got to get the iPad and get a quick photo of this because as soon as I saw it, I was just doing work. I was doing my normal thing. Obviously, like most football fans, I had at least one monitor on uh, transfer deadline day uh, going on throughout the day. Um, and especially as an Albion fan, it was great because it was just mentions of West Brom. It was just constant, constant, constant. And at the start of the day, like you said, with Maitland-Niles, I didn't even mention it, mate, because I was so expecting, like, a lot of these deals that we're linked with, um, for it to just be dead in the water. You hear a Southampton, Leicester, Newcastle, and you're like, okay, we've got no chance. These teams are guaranteed to sign this guy. Um, It was like the Jesse Lingard thing for me. And me personally, I didn't want us to sign Jesse Lingard. I feel like he's... um, (sighs) Well, we won't go into all that because I think I did that in a previous podcast. But I don't think he would have yeah. added anything for our team. But I could see why a team like us would have gone for him and the profile of a player like that. Um, but obviously, he's gone to West Ham, and I mean, West Ham wanted him so much that they actually signed uh, Saïd Benrahma um, six he months be- six months loan. before they were supposed to for thirty million yeah. quid just to cancel a loan, so they could j- get Jesse Lingardian based on the parameters that have just come in. Um, so we were never going to get that deal, and very much like the Jesse Lingard deal, I thought this one was going to be dead in the water.
0: Guys, if that edit was a bit abrupt, then you'll have to forgive us. We are still remote, and Dom's dog, he likes to bark during our recordings to make life a little bit more difficult. Um, yeah,
1: he uh, he likes to feel important, and he needs to let the squirrels know that he's there. You know, everyone needs purpose, don't they? You know, know
0: he's he's big man on campus at the end of the day, guys. So we should probably apologise <laughs> to him. Um, but we'll move on and we'll go through the signings. And what I thought we could do, Dom, not just bring anything on you or anything, but um, is we we'll, I want to go through the signings and maybe grade them. So if I said lonagren and you'd say A star, Goat should be starting over Johnson, obviously. Um, right. Okay. No, we'd probably say C because it's it's not good. It's not it's not amazing. It's not brilliant. Really, it's just a a thing that we needed because we've Jonathan Monvert to LA oh. Galaxy.
1: Usually, so, I hate you know I mean? usually I hate these arbitrary uh, modes of rating stuff, mate. But I'll I'll facilitate it. I'll entertain yeah, no, the I, idea of it.
0: it. <laughs> I think it's great, man. I think it's a great way of doing it. Um, Go on. So we will ignore because that's just a uh, it's Alhabzy 2.0. We need someone to fill in a. D+, plus, exactly, D+. Plus. But we'll move on to one of the more important signings we made a while ago compared to all the other signings. Robert Snodgrass coming from West Ham for a nominal mm. fee. Uh, only, was it a year and a half deal, I think? How would you yeah. grade that, would, would you reckon?
1: Well, I'm going to do my grading, mate, since you've sprung this on me. Uh, you have, <laughs> I'm going to do my know. grading uh, based upon what I expected and the expectations of the club. Uh, yeah. And obviously not the grading based on you know, actual Premier League quality, you know, compared to, you know, the upper echelons of the Premier League. So for us, um, and what I was considering us actually signing, I consider this a a B, a B plus signing uh, for us. Obviously, it's not the... The ap- absolute apex of the players we could sign, but I feel like Robert Snoggrass is going to add a lot to this team. He adds a lot of Premier League experience. Being thirty-three years old, playing a lot of uh, Premier League campaigns, he's been in a lot of relegation battles. He's got that experience as part of his um, as part of his skill set. Um, but not only that, he's still got great elements to his game that aren't constrained by his age. You know, his ability to his ability to distribute the ball, his crossing. Um, his ability to read the game. He's never been particularly a player blessed with the physical attributes that other players um, lose um, when they become older, you know, pace, intensity, all that kind of stuff that we talk about. Um, The elements of his game that have always been at the forefront of being elements that aren't going to be constrained by um, a lack of physicality due to age or atrophy, whatever way you want to put it. Um, So he's a good player, good solid player, brings a lot of experience. And if we're being perfectly honest, the kind of player we needed to sign at the start of the season at a Slaven Bilic really um, well, if we're going to be that frank um, and he
0: had the chance but he turned it down which that's a bit of a a grey spot on on his tenure but uh, i'd agree with what you've said you know b plus a minus sort of thing because of the the attributes he adds but also the the mentality and he's a seasoned veteran like you said done a couple of uh, relegation battles himself so i think that mm. was a good good person to go out and sign to add some you know, some Premier League experience. Yeah. Um, but then we had to wait a little bit, you know, a while for our next signing um, and it became, unless I forget, this, I don't think I forget it so you know, we are just an Albi podcast and I'm blanking but um Umber Dianye, a striker, mm-hmm. uh, coming in from Galatasaray on a sixth month loan. Mm-hmm. What would you make of him, Dom, based on based on what you expect in the, the one game, what, the one half game we've seen him play?
1: Well, before I saw him play the game, um, I felt there was a lot of differences of opinion on him by uh, a lot of the Albion fans. Um, a lot of Albion fans were very uh, positive and thought, oh, Dianya's coming in. And I think the positivity was around um, his statistics, his goal-scoring statistics in the Turkish League for Galatasaray the last two seasons. He uh, looked like a very good, prolific striker, uh, striker in form. Um, and then the other sect of Albion fans, um, that were like, well, yeah, it's a Mickey Mouse League, it's the Turkish League, anyone could score a bunch of goals in the Turkish League, and then there was this, um, screenshot from a Galatasaray fan doing the rounds on Twitter, I think, and I try and stay away from Twitter as much as possible, but it's somehow managed to, to come up in my feed on Instagram and stuff, um, just basically saying that he scores tappings and penalties and take the statistics with a pinch of salt, um, and all I remember thinking at the time was you know what do you guys know I mean um, who who watches the Turkish league on the regular you know I certainly don't watch the Turkish league on the regular I'm guessing 99.9% of Albion fans aren't watching the Turkish league yeah, religiously adapt to, yeah. Um. so what do you know all I know is uh, he's a guy he's got an okay goal scoring record okay he might you know he might score the odd tap in the odd penalty so does Bruno Fernandes um, you know what I mean he could, if he's going to be our Fernandes then fantastic um, yeah, but, but this, well,
0: I don't care if he comes in and scores 15 tappings, so, you know. Who
1: cares? Who cares? We yeah, need the goals. Um, we can't. We're not in a position to to be able to afford um, the best goal-scoring opportunities. Get what we can get. I'm happy with that. And if you look at the guy in terms of purely just his physical attributes, he's six foot four. I think he's 185 kilos, something like that. Um, yeah. So. It's 185. I'm getting yeah, it wrong here. I think uh, 185 well, I think pounds. Think, if it was 185 yeah. kilos, he'd be morbidly obese, wouldn't he? Oh, yeah, exactly. I think he's 185 pounds. Yeah. He's um, a big guy, big presence. And I think I touched on this on a previous podcast. He's, the way that he seems to play is somewhere, if we were to compare it to two Albion players in between a Harold Obson uh and maybe a Colin Grant, he seems to have mm. a, a, a degree of pace for a guy of his size, more so than how Robson Carnou at the very least, um, but ability to hold the ball up with Saw him in that game when he came on the second half, the last game. Um, great touch, uh, great assist, good movement, holds the ball up well, seems to have uh, a good mentality for attacking play. Um, if we're going to list off the cliches, but we are, because we know very little about him. He got an um, And so, got an assist on his Premier League he, debut, having been in the country for 12 hours. So, yeah, I mean, there I, you go. I,
0: I love it. I, I love the signing based on what we needed, what we could afford. Um, And the promises of this sort of COVID slash Brexit January market. Um, Yeah. So knowing that, I'd give it an A, Um, Mm. you know, based on what we expect and what he's done so far. Um, He's a big striker, like you said. Looks like he's got a bit about him. I mean, sometimes you see a player... Uh, like Josh Griffiths at Cheltenham is online from us against watching him get City. I and mean, Josh Griffiths mm. is six foot seven. I was like, Christ, that God does not look six foot seven. But you look at him mm. by and it's like, okay, that's a six foot four. You know, big yeah. bloke. He, he fills it out well, doesn't about. he? <laughs> yeah, he, you know, looks like he's prepared to put his body about the place. He's got a good touch, a good pass, uh, and if we see more of his, you know, uh, you know, speed and finishing tonight against Sheffield. Um, mm. then that A might just go to an A plus or an A plus plus or an A plus, plus plus depending on how many goals he does eventually score um, because that's what we need in this team, we need goals and we need someone to be able to make the most of these you know, cha- very few chances we'll create uh, under mm. the uh, the great Sam Aladici um, then it's quiet though, it's quiet uh, then we get Dianier and then it's quiet for a bit and then there's that the, you know, that okay little um, long yeah, then they got the okay Yukuslu news. It's like, okay, this is coming along slowly. It's like, uh, Mountain It's like, oh, okay, might get Mountain Then it's like, oh, uh, other teams coming in for a bit. It's like, oh my god, we might be getting Mountain Uh, so we signed Yukuslu. We'll do him first. Yeah. Um, Celta Vigo, six month loan. Um, what do you make of that? Not, not much uh, known about him on my part, I must admit. Uh, I'm not sure about you. He's,
1: uh, he's okay, isn't he, mate? He's okay.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> Thank guys, for listening. That's the end of the podcast. Good we're not night. topping it. We're not topping it. We're not topping it.
1: What about airline food? What is up with that stuff? Yeah, <laughs> awful <laughs> joke, mate. Awful joke. Yeah, terrible, terrible. But I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna milk the most of that, mate. It's, you're gonna be seeing a lot of that on the fan page. Um, but your cost loop, yeah. I mean, again, it's similar with Diadne, isn't it? You know, um, I, if we're gonna be truly honest. Um, as Albion fans, we do watch. I watch a little bit of the Spanish league. Um, the odd occasional Barcelona game, Real Madrid game. You know, maybe Athleti, something like that. I'm not watching a lot of Celtic Ego games, mate. Even if they've become a good team in the last couple you of know years. You're watching
0: Celtic Ego versus Real Villanovide. Oh my! Oh gosh. no, mate. You call yourself I a so. fan. Oh my! I know.
1: God. That's it. I've, well, I've seen the Warsaw Stadium. I've seen the Banks's so um, I've got that. I've got you that. Got your uh, football real football fan ticket? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a real football fan, uh, but not Celta Vigo versus Valiadoid. No, not that one. Uh, the international uh, passport. It's basically like going to the Bankses anyway, mate. Um, uh,
0: I've heard, uh, that's what I do here for my Spanish dunnies.
1: That's it, yeah. Celta Vigo is basically Warsaw. But anyway, <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jockers Um Yeah, again, he's, he looks like a good player. Um, the bits and pieces I've seen about him online... Um, he seems to be a great defensive presence. A lot of Albion fans have referred to him as uh, the Claudio Jakob two almost. You know, yeah, that's a lot of self assured centre mid.
0: Yeah, breaks up play. Hopefully, he's a bit better on the ball than Jacob, Um and he could you know pick, you know break up play, uh, turn and pass, you know, mm. light off to others, and you know benefit the team, improve the team. Um,
1: it's another Again, defensive presence to have in midfield that I feel like we need. Um, yeah. You know, I feel like when we play Gallagher, he's a good defensive presence, but obviously, a lot of the times we have to have that defensive mid to shore up the space he leaves behind when he does go on those manic attacking runs um, to, press he stretch, to He stretches us out defense. a little bit. So I think. So usually we, we have a little 4-1 more 4-1. there, 4-1. but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but now it could be um, OK, Mr. OK, Jokislu is going to be there instead. Maybe if. Um, Livermore, it could be a case. Of, well, this could be the case that Sawyers and Livermore will be dropped potentially for, um, you know, Jockerslew and. Well, players uh, are going to
0: be playing for their lives tonight against Sheffield. Uh, tune into the cooldown and the cool down XLs, WBL latest and wherever you get podcasts, respectively. Um, and we will be reviewing the Sheffield game because I think these players will be playing for their lives because they know hmm. that two midfielders have come in. And two good midfielders that have come in uh, yeah. off the back of deadline day, um, so we might be seeing the last games of some people's uh, Arvin career for for a long time. To be honest with you, uh, I think middle of the road for okay. We will we will readdress these. We'll readdress the signings on a whole. But well, I did I, I did
1: give my uh, I did give my arbitrary uh, you know GCSE level. Um, You are salty uh, about this.
0: You are so salty that we've (laughs)
1: chosen the grades. I don't know, mate. It's just just the kind of stuff you you tend to find in the sun, isn't it? But like, okay, I'll do it. It's a. I would say he would be a um, a B, probably a B, C plus, and that's basically because of my limited knowledge of Celtic ego. So I'm being very conservative. Yeah.
0: Yeah. A B middle of the road what we need could be good. If he is good it'll go up. Well again like I said we'll review these in the whole season yeah. and what these guys actually added to the team. Absolutely. And then the big one comes in. The biggest surprise of the window. The one where I thought we'd be lucky if we get three transfers. We'd be lucky if we get like I thought Snodgrass was the level, you know, aging players in the Premier League and then, you know, stabs in the dark from international uh, waters. But Ainsley mclean mm. coming through the door for six months on loan from Arsenal.
1: Mm. That's
0: a great signing, isn't it, Dom? I mean, I love that.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would give that an A-signing, A A-star, uh, a a whatever you want to call it, only because of my sheer surprise of it actually happening. Um, yeah, it's massive, isn't it? You know, massive. Like we said before, at the start of the day, we were third, maybe even fourth in line to some reports to actually sign the guy. Uh, And you look at this guy's record, yeah, he's not really had uh, much playing time uh, under Arteta. Um, But, you know, back end of the year before, um, not 2019, but 2018, you know, he was touted for England. He's got his caps um, as well. Um, He's a good player, and he's a very versatile player in the way that he can play, you know, at the back, in the midfield. But it looks like he will be playing... In the midfield, it seems to be the stipulation of the contract that he's signed that he will be playing in the midfield, so that means who's going to be dropped there if he plays on the wing, you know, is he going to be playing on the left, is he's is a right footer I believe, um, you know, potentially could be playing on the left because I feel like Snodgrass playing on the right is our best option in right midfield. Um, know, with Pereira through the centre, because I hate it when Pereira plays on the wings. I feel like he does himself a disservice when he plays there. Um, So it could be interesting, Um, and you expect a guy like that to start. And just to look at us just quickly overall, I feel like every single one of these sign-ins, apart from Andy Lonergan, so the last four sign-ins are players that could basically fit straight into this first team, which is a massive, massive positive because, I mean, when you consider our previous January transfer window, if I'm, I may be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure we signed people like Jacob Murphy, um, you know, uh, and Johansson. Tyrone Mays, come on the podcast. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, was it for, uh, Montero from Swansea as well? Um, yeah, those kinds geez. of guys. And they were peripheral <laughs> players deep... at best in the championship campaign. Yeah. Compare this to this transfer window, and we basically got four players, the last four players that have signed, that could basically slot straight into the first team and massively improve it so it's a huge huge difference compared to last january 100
0: and you know it, it's it's a bit you know it's like all right we'll give it a go like you know this is it this is the team let's go let's go yeah. out there and give it a go players will be looking over their shoulders they'll be more hungry um there's far more competition in midfield which was a weak area striker seems to be nailed on um, got mm. good utility players that can go out there and they'll be hungry. Like Caleb Robinson might not get as many games he wants, but he'll be hungry, so we can throw him up top at 60 minutes, he'll be hungry. Throw him at left mid at 60 minutes, he'll be hungry. Mm. Things like this. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see what happens tonight against to Sheffield. Uh, okay. See what happens. I'm excited to see who gets dropped uh, because if we are playing, you know, uh, Matt in midfield, then he's not going to drop Pereira. Pereira's on fire right now means Gallagher gets dropped as well. And we thought mm-hmm. that Gallagher was undroppable um, at the start of the season. But, you know, he's fell off a little bit, had a few bad performances, and he's been shifted out wide before. Maybe he tries it again. Um, I'm unsure. But um, I think Gallagher starts got... tonight, though. Do you know what, I think this is, this is what's important. Sorry to interrupt. Greg Garner in hasn't played a whole lot of football. No. Um, so that, and if he comes back and is firing, that could act as if, like another boost, another signing. So fingers crossed Grady could come back and add to this Mm. reinvigorated squad.
1: Well, this is the thing, is that now we've signed, you know, um, Jokoslu and Maitland-Niles, you know, this helps shore up our midfield defensive unit, something we've been struggling with. You touched on it there. And a lot of the times, we've come on the podcast, haven't we, and we've talked about defense, you know, individual defensive mistakes that have led to chances and things like that um, from centre-backs, from full-backs, whatever. But a lot of the times... The reason why we have so much pressure on our defence, and I still maintain we do have a good defence for, for a team within our position. Um, the reason why we do is because sometimes the midfield are guilty of not aiding the defence yeah. and not positioning themselves in a way that allows for teams to to really pile the pressure on us at times. hasn't yeah. uh, I mean, really we yeah. spoke
0: about bringing in players that could actually give some solid cover and solid protection of the, the back four, on the back five, whichever chooses to go with. Mm. Um, and I think we're piecing that together. I think we saw against walls with Snodgrass and O'Shea play down the right. Um, yeah they they formed a nice defensive partnership almost in sort of a vertical defence system on the right hand side. It would was sort of mm. fascinating to watch, you know. You know, O'Shea would help out Snodgrass and mostly vice versa. So um, yeah. there's a lot there's a lot there to be honest. I, I would have liked to see a left back come in, but we've got Townsend coming back. Fingers crossed kind of Townsend starts today. Um because yeah. I don't really want to see Kierankip start. Um so, there's lots to look forward to. Um, we can go out there and we can give it a go. We've made some signings, we've made some good additions. Go and give it a go. Um, it doesn't excuse the downcomings of the board because if we go down, it is wholly the board's fault. Um, and they didn't back us, they didn't back the manager in the summer. They haven't really backed the manager in January, apart from some last ditch signings and some gambles uh, on some international players. Um, mm-hmm. But all the rest of the squad, and we'll be definitely be backing them. Um, and hoping we don't go down, and hoping that the administration changes. But that we can go on about our, for hours about that. Dom, how are you feeling about Sheffield tonight, mate? Obviously, we'll, get, we'll review it later on the call-down, the call-down XL. But this is a bit of a, an insight for you guys. You know, we're before the game today, as well as just after. Dom, how are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm bricking it, absolutely bricking it, but obviously that's because it's so important for the rest of our season, uh, considering as well the draw we've managed to get at Fulham, and it, if we're going to be honest, um, sometimes, well, it feels like two points dropped, doesn't it? Um, the amount of yeah, effort we put into that, in that second game, half. Yeah. Um, but I can't see there being, um, I can't see maitland Nile starting, I can't see Jokoslu starting. Uh, I feel like Deane you've trouble- position... Yuk- I don't
0: think Jokoslu's in the... I don't think you're losing the country yet, and yeah, I don't exactly. think Matt yeah. can play. Whether that's about registration or I did see on Diany's social media that they'd over, they'd, they they're on the coach to uh, Bramall Lane mm. uh, before Matt Linnells had even signed, so I doubt he's had time to prepare anyway. So he might be at the ground, you know, in and around Maybe. the squad. Maybe, you know, he won't, I, I, I mean, I'd be in the know that
1: squad. Yeah, he's, he wouldn't have been anyway. I don't think. Um, I think. I think, I think said, should start. Like yeah. Yeah, I just didn't um, after his performance before um, give him a shot but also, if we're talking from a human element uh, a lot of these players like Livermore, Sawyers, etc. will be looking at that squad and going okay, Ainsley-Mate and Knowles is coming in, this guy yakoslu has got a good uh, remit behind him from South of mm. Ego as well these are the manager's signings, you know what I mean so we've got to step up our game now so this is the perfect showcase for them to give one last furore and go, this is why I'm here, this is why I deserve to be in the first team, this is why you should be picking me every week after this Sheffield yeah. United game. Um, and that's I'd good. Like that good. I'd like to see a reaction from mm. good. I'd like to see
0: Liverpool have one of his better games today. I'd like to see him break up playing, pass the ball on and be a bit of a force in midfield today. Because if anyone's, if anyone's going to be scared for their jobs in, in the starting eleven, it's remain Sawyer's if he even has one at the moment.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: And it's Livermore and it's probably you know Gallagher. So, you know, I'm expecting a big response from these guys today and I'm hoping for, uh, you know, a Diagne goal, a Pereira assist, a Pereira goal, and hopefully, fingers crossed, a clean sheet. Um, mm. A win at all costs, a clean sheet will be a, a lovely bonus, I think, going into a, a really tough run of fixtures. This is, you know, the second of the, the big games for us and we really need a win if our season stands any chance of, Survival, to be honest, we've done.
1: I think if we hadn't assigned these players, uh, especially if we hadn't assigned um, the last two, uh, Inslee and, and okay uh, and we lost this game tonight, um, I would have probably come out and said, our season's over, we can't build on from this. But with these two players coming in, and it looks like they could be instrumental in the makeup of the team and the way that we play, yeah. more importantly, moving forward, it's if we were to... Well, that's the thing. Is if we were to lose tonight, I hope we don't. Obviously, mm. but if we were, I don't. I wouldn't feel as defeatist um, as I would have if we had. I, no I'd be signing.
0: angry. I'd be angry, especially if we lose and in the manner we lose. But hopefully, we win. Uh, but if we lost in a bad manner as well, I'd be. I. I. I'll be horrible. Uh, mm. In a horrible mood. To be honest with you, Dom. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll say yeah. We've got the new signings to come in, but we need a win today. Signings yeah, or not. Yeah, we need a good performance, signings or not. So, hopefully the lads um, are understanding the importance of this fixture, you know, like they did the last time we played Sheffield and it's not going to be a Fulham first game when we sort of just rolled over. So, um, mm-hmm. hope for a good performance, guys. We hope you do join us um, on the cooldown excel. XL. Uh, follow us on all our socials, at 2Bankers1lightbulb, at 2B1lightbulb on Twitter. Uh, the first one was Instagram. Uh, check out the Soda Birriano interview. We had a lot of fun doing that one. If you haven't, uh, if you want to listen to the Fulham cooldown, go listen to that as well. Um, but for the millionth time, I feel like I'm saying, cooldown, XL, and cooldown, out tonight, after the game. We're either in an awesome mood, uh, mad mood because <sighs> we've Drew, or we're in a horrible mood, and I'm going to be shouting down the mic because we've lost. So enjoy yeah. that. Um, <laughs> we hope you join us. Dom, thank you for joining me, of course, on this bit of Emergency Pod.
1: Yeah, absolute pleasure, mate. Uh, as always, and like you said, um, let's hope we get this win tonight, mate. I don't care if it happens and it's 1-0, scraping it across the, yeah, the finishing win. line. Win's a win. And that's all we can hope for at this stage. So, Absolutely. as you say, come on, you baggies, mate.
0: As I do say, come on, you baggies, lads. Get involved. Socials, come later to the cool down. Come on, you baggies.